hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, these are the best glasses for that. Mm-hmm. We have uh, giant balloons uh, brimming with wine tonight. Yeah, when we're like, oh, we don't really want to refill, so let's just put like half a bottle of wine in two glasses. It'll be fine. It, will it? I mean... I mean, it will. It will be fine. In one way or another, it'll be it'll be fine. So how's your week going? Mm. Uh, final stretch. Final stretch. Final stretch. We are just getting ready to start the last week of kids' school before Christmas. Last week of work before Christmas because we're burning the vacation we never took. Because mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah, so my week, my week is going to be bonkers. Like, I'm fully prepared for it to be crazy and me not get anything done and be stressful you're working three days i'm working three days (laughs) so like whatever happens wednesday just fuck it and check out we'll see in january right like it'll be done whatever yeah your boss can just figure out how to do his own damn job i mean yeah yeah. unlikely i mean do i have a boss who scheduled me like meetings up until the very last second i'm supposed to leave Mm -hmm. definitely Hopefully it's that meeting where they give you the big promotion and yeah, tell no. you you get the corner office De- and come back in January. Not. We don't even have corner offices. <laughs> Fair enough. So there's that. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be fine. Yeah, this week wasn't bad. No, it, was, it won't be bad. It'll just be fine. Yeah. Got to use my new fancy standing desk. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm enjoying it. It was an early Christmas present. I got it as a deal of the day kind of thing. And then it showed up. I'm like, listen, I ain't wrapping this. Yeah, nobody wants to wrap a standing desk. And, like, assembling is better than wrapping. Yeah. Where you're like, I did all the work. Like, I put it together and I figured out the program and I, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, Like, that is way more valuable to me than a fancy paper and a bow. Right, exactly. So, I, well, and also physically like <laughs> like it, it's a, it'd be a lot <laughs> yeah like i just got it in the house and i'm like i'm going to wrangle this down to where it needs to be mm-hmm. and i'm going to move it once because if you wrap something you're gonna have to like move it to the wrapping area where, yeah and then no, wrap you move it. the wrapping area to right. that it's, and then wrap it and then put it under the tree and then you open it and then you have to set it up it's like quadruples your workload yeah and like, so you, just set it up it's fine um, so you got an extra two weeks of enjoyment out of it mm-hmm and and yeah. i'm really liking it it's nice i do I not i do not stand for the whole day no because i am uh lazy but i start standing and it helps a lot you know like mm-hmm. and then i'll sit and then i'll be like oh i've been sitting for a while i'm gonna stand again like and i kind of mm-hmm. bop back and forth also, and it, it's really nice also this one i got it's got three memory slots mm-hmm. which is working out for us because like we need to really program it, but I think like your standing height and my standing height are, you di- are different because you're cause not five two. Turns out, turns out. So like we could like put that in there because I actually used it one Thursday. I think you came home mm-hmm. and I was standing at it. 
Yeah, and, and I was like, how do you like the standing desk? And you're like, it's not bad. I don't hate it. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. And also, like, it kind of lets me keep an eye on the kids a little more because they work on the other side of the unfinished wall. Right, between the studs. Between the studs. 18 inch just... studs. 18 inches. It It is. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. No, actually, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, standard studs, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But... I don't remember. But I can look through. Uh, I can look through our stud work and see the kids there, and kind of keep a little half. And be like, eye. you are definitely not doing work. You are making art by just jabbing thousands of little punch holes into a piece of paper. Like honestly, it was pretty cool. You it's, held it up to the light, yeah. and like there was shadow, and like it was like it was cool wow. as fuck. It was not this person's. <laughs> It was homework. not our daughter's homework in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, but, like, creative use of whatever the fuck she had. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. This is what happens when you take away uh, art supplies is she just finds a way to make art with, like, whatever is around. She's going to be the person who's, like, gluing quarters to the floor and be like, I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. She's like a little four-foot Michelle Duchamp. Like, uh, like, truly. It's amazing. That's a deep cut for some folks out there. You're going to uh... do some Googling. D-E-C-H-A-M-P. I'm sure all of our 12 listeners know about Duchamp. That's probably true. <laughs> they're, they're like a very, uh, I'm going to say, well-educated podcast listen. I was going to call them Aristute. <laughs> <laughs> and you should have. Indeed. So we watched a movie today. Mm -hmm. It was a quintessential Christmas movie. It was not a Christmas movie at all. Not at all. Even though our kids have watched... So many fucking Christmas movies, but I can never catch it at the right time. They watch it on their own. Yeah, they, I come upstairs. I'm like, what the fuck is this? They watch oh, this Santa. one. They watch this one called Christmas Break-In. Oh, we're going to have to. It has Danny Glover in it. Danny Glover. <laughs> Who is still too old for this shit. Not, <laughs> yeah. I mean. It is the best. Like, you just saw Danny Glover on the screen and you're like, what are you watching? And I was like, like oh, it's a kid's movie. It's called Christmas Break-In. Because honestly, I don't know any movie with Danny Glover in it that I that would be That would be like, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I almost said Donald Glover. I have a really yeah. hard time now yes, with the two of them. they're different people. They are highly different people. Not even related as far as I know. Mm -hmm. But like, Danny, if you're out there. Yeah. Hope you get the new Lando show. Sure. Yeah. That was one thing that did happen this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, backing you... up all the nerd announcements. Yes. I was literally yes. in was shell this shock. Friday? Thursday. Oh my god, Thursday. Okay. No, it was Friday. It, it was, was Friday. Friday. It was Friday. I don't know. Maybe it was Thursday because yes, I didn't work time Friday. Time is real hard. I also didn't work Friday and it fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. On Saturday, I got up like expecting it to be Sunday and I was like, wait, what day is it? And then today was Sunday and I was like, Wait. Are we sure about this? <laughs> I'm so confused. No, it was it was Thursday because I did text one of my friends on Friday when I was at work and be like, "Did you? I know you saw this, but there's a Fantastic Four movie coming. He's a huge Doctor Doom fan. Oh, yeah, that's a real interesting fandom to be like. This is who I'm a stan of. Like, okay, well, first off, his whole point of view. Is that Doctor Doom thinks he's the hero and might not entirely be wrong. Okay. Because he's doing what's best for his country. Right. And like he's a Reed, Richard, Reed Richard just keeps fucking that up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when you look at it that way, he's like, yeah, I mean he's a he's a troubled guy. He doesn't do what's best for the world. No, no, but and, and what's best he's for the a country? visionary. Yeah, he's I roll my ass so hard. Yeah. 
But anyway. White no- men being like, I'm a visionary. I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> You're yeah. fucking terrible. <laughs> this is in no way safe or form directed at Elon Musk. Oh, God. Elon Musk. I had to, like, sit through a whole thing about how he was so great and just, like, blink at people. Who, who did this? Um... Uh, I think this was a work conversation where I just try to, like, shut the fuck up. Listen, dude. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> okay, so the dude is weird. Yeah, he's very weird. Uh, his dad basically got super rich uh, using what could possibly describe as slaves to mine emeralds in South Africa. I mean. It's, it's you know. Yeah. It's tight on that. And so, you know, the whole, like, self-made billionaire thing, you're like. Not really. Yeah, you're not a self-made billionaire when your people have bazillions of dollars. And you're like, it's real interesting that the only people who can be visionaries are people, like, with money already. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's because you don't have to worry about, like, where you're gonna eat. So you can be like, what about the future? (laughs) Or, like, I've had four companies that have failed. The fifth one took off. You're like, yeah, I don't get four failures. Right. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't. I have to like I don't get toe one. the line and yeah. I just gotta like keep my head down and work for the van. And mm-hmm. anyway. But anyway, all that to say, there's a lot of Marvel and stuff. Yes. And it's exciting. I'm I was like in shock. It's just, a lot like, of content. Around. A lot of content promises. I was like rocking around Friday and like, Lisa, there's gonna be a live action Ashoka <laughs> show. Like, do you understand? I mean, that sounds great. She's like, I'm no, not, I don't understand. I'm not that much of a Star Wars fan. You saw that one episode of Mandalorian with her in it. Yeah, I saw the one episode of Mandalorian, and I was like, she seems cool. Uh, I'm real hit or miss with Star Wars. Like, I fucking loved Rogue One. Like, that was fantastic. Rogue One was baller as fuck, and I loved it. Kassan Andor from that show? Yeah. Yeah, the guy, he's he's kind of got the foreign accent. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's getting his own show. Okay. So That's that'll good. be... I, I liked I liked everyone in that show uh, or in that movie. And all the people that actually survived. Spoilers. Um, Zero people actually survived. So you'd have to be a prequel. But. <laughs> Everything I did. I, I did think the drone survived. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Admiral Akbar survives. Mm-hmm. He's, he's above it. Anyway. But, anyway. um. Yeah. So, like, there are some that I'm like, this is a fucking great movie and I love it. And there are some that I'm like. What is this trash? Like, it's so uneven. It's still, like, maybe tomorrow night, if we're not doing anything, nothing comes up. Are you going to watch the Christmas special (laughs) with the kids? No. uh, Again? No. Uh, Because they were like, the fuck is this? And then B. Arthur came on, and they were like, oh, this is cool. And then what the fuck (laughs) is this? And the fuck is this? No, maybe we'll sit down and watch Lando tomorrow night. Because you've never seen that. And aforementioned, bringing it back around. Donald, Donald Glover, Glover is in it. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, uh, all yeah, say, they've watched out. a lot of Christmas movies. Our kids have watched a lot of Christmas movies, but I couldn't ever catch them and like get them to rewatch the movie because they're like, "No, this movie is trash." And I'm like, "Why are you watching it the first time?" And they're like, "Because I kind of want to see the trash, but I definitely don't want to see the trash twice." <laughs> I see that hand. I'm like, fine. Yeah. So um, we watched Ratatouille today. Ratatouille, and I. Uh, with my daughter, I made a very not I would say complicated, but like a pretty good a pretty good, good charcuterie uh, board. It had like three kinds of cheese. Yeah, it had it had brie, 
and it mm-hmm. had like a real hard, um, not Parmesan, but Parmesan, like a Parmesan pecorino, blah, 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 I don't know. Yeah, something. Uh, cheese, like a hard cheese. And then it had... Crystally cheese. And then it had an Irish, uh, a like a real sharp uh, vintage Irish cheddar. I had the choice between, quote, vintage and mature. And I was like, the fuck does this mean? <laughs> like... I'm like, I see that. First off, that's how I describe myself, depending on where I am. Right, right. Vintage or mature. And I was like, me too, cheese. Me too. Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. It was a good little spread. Had some meat in there. So that's yeah. almost like how I, had, I made a salami olives. river. Mm. I, uh, I, I that put sounds some, so suggestive. Right. Salami river. Mm-hmm. Uh, Later. I put some cheese stuffed olives in there. I had some jam to go with the brie. Um, put some good. blueberries, kind of... cracker assortment. Uh, yeah. It turns out our kids fucking love olives. Like our oldest was like smashing the olives. And I was like, bro, <laughs> like. You're going to need to come on to that. Yeah. Like olives are great, but also like real expensive. <laughs> I don't want you to just eat olives until you are not hungry anymore. So yeah, so we we polished that off, but like mm-hmm. that was kind of the fanciness of watching the French. Yeah, we had like fancy. None of our cheeses were French. We're the worst. Brie is French, mm. uh, but like True. We're whatever an Italian and an Irish. Yeah, whatever that. I think it was Italian. Yeah, I think we had a French cheese, an Italian cheese, and an Irish cheese. It's all good. So cheese of the world, and then I drank a fucking fish bowl of red wine and it was delicious it's like a beta fish <laughs> but yes so uh so this movie uh we have to kind of back up a little bit mm-hmm. do you know what the movie before this was from the pixar team uh so there's toy story was the mm-hmm. first one mm-hmm. and then what was the second one cars no no was cars the one after ratatouille no, Cars was before Ratatouille. Cars okay. is the one immediately before Ratatouille. Okay, Cars. Bugs Life is. Bugs Life. Like. Bugs Life was kind of shit. Sorry. Yeah, it wasn't great. But um, Ratatouille came after Cars. After Cars. One of the things that's criticized about Cars is the fact that it seems to be just... Uh, it's a movie a to- about fucking toys. Yeah, it's a toy movie. And Toy mm-hmm. Story was a toy movie. And Bugs Life was not. Mm-hmm. But uh, they kind of were accused of doing the disney thing of making the mass market like toy movie with cars mm-hmm. and if you go to like target right fucking now there's a half an aisle of tars cars toys maybe not half an aisle but like it's still findable oh yeah you can still... even though the, these movies have been done for although years see also the big announcements mater and car and lightning are getting a tv series so on disney plus i mean i'm real glad that owen wilson gets paid but like Larry the Cable Guy, not as much, but hey, <laughs> I see that omission. I mean, you know, it's but fine. It's he's fine. He's fine. He's doing great. But yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, but that accusation that they over commercialized this. Mm-hmm. Um, the rumor is Ratatouille is the absolute reaction to that. That makes sense. Also, wasn't like. Wasn't for a while Pixar on their own, and then Disney bought them, and they're like, "Yes, this is a fucking cash cow," and they were like, "Fuck you, bitches! We're gonna make a movie about rats, <laughs> where maybe you can sell a themed kitchen gadget." Like, fuck you. <laughs> well, and that's the thing about this. It's movie. the most unmarketable movie. So first off, yeah, the main hair, the main hero here is a rat, mm-hmm. which 
that's not going to move a lot of plushes. Like, it's no, not, it's really not what I want to wake up next to in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. The other, like, the toys you would use to simulate this are just, like, kitchen stuff. Kitchen stuff, which is already, like, that is flush. That is a saturated market. Right. Like, there's no the margin kitchen. in it. The toy kitchen aisle. If your kid's like, I want a kitchen stuff, you're like, sure, like, I can buy you a set of fake pots and pans and right. whisks and, if you really, and actually real stuff, even if you wanted it. A hundred percent. I definitely bought my nephew a real vacuum as opposed to <laughs> pretend vacuum. I mean, way better. I'd be like, you get a $10 dirt devil instead of a $40 like play vacuum. Exactly. And his mom is like, actually, he does vacuum the stairs. So thanks. <laughs> there you go. But like, there's, you know, there's no way to really corner that market. And you can't be like, well, this is the Ratatouille branded pot and pan set. It costs $10 more. And you're like, I can buy some fucking stickers. Like, like I don't care. My yeah. kids don't care. That's not what this was about. Like, moving on. And so, yeah, that's kind of the rumor. Yeah, it's a it's a movie that is hard to market. Mm-hmm. But it is a great movie. I'm going to say it actually really is. It's a pretty good movie. It starts with the uh, Brad Bird conceit of a TV show. Okay. Uh, same thing that starts The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Where you've got a commercial and kind of like a historical, this is what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. This is where this went. And Gusto's was this like great restaurant. And then it kind of fell out of favor and yada, yada, yada. Gusto's dead. Like. Right. Okay. So doesn't it. It starts with that, or does it start with Remy and his clan? No, it starts with the uh, Gasto's commercial. Okay. It's like on TV. There's like a TV uh, on the a screen. a TV on the screen. Telling and now it's, is it like uh, where he's endorsing his like canned frozen foods? No, no, it okay. doesn't really get to that. It just gets like, you see Anton Ego like, yeah, this place is overrated. Like, don't do it. it. Don't it's do not, it. It's, it's not, not okay. And then that's when you go to the little house and Remy and his clan. You meet Remy... Mm-hmm. Um, like busting through the window with a book. Remy is voiced by Patton Oswald. Oh, perfectly. Like I enjoy Patton Oswald in fucking anything he's in. Yeah, I loved him. Like I love him whenever he shows up randomly. I'm like, oh, there's Patton Oswald. Fucking Patton Oswald. Right, right. Like filibustering on Parks and Rec. There's Patton Oswald in Dollhouse. There's Patton Oswald in like. Is this Parks like, and Rec. Have you seen the unedited version of it's this? So Parks good. And Rec? It's so good. Like eight minutes long. Because <laughs> they were like filibuster, and he was like, uh, about what? About literally what? Literally anything. Like, literally anything. Like, oh. <laughs> He's like, okay. I got this. <laughs> Did you ever see the one where? His daughter randomly decided she wanted to be Spider-Man for Halloween. I saw where he got a Doc Ock costume, like, from Adam Savage. Yeah, he was like, do any of my friends, my, my daughters decided she wants to be Doc Ock, or Spider-Man, do, and does anyone have access to a Doc Ock costume? And Adam Savage is like, I got you, fam. <laughs> and, like, what shows up is, like... Bonkers. And it's like movable arms and shit like it is crazy yeah it's it's amazing well, and, and he was, also makes a really good doc Ock. right and adam savage there was one time where he was like in a full uh like spaceman yeah, like full astronaut, a, like yeah. a full astronaut like authentic not authentic but like an authentic recreation he was like i got it for my sister for christmas he's like my whole family's like this yeah like <laughs> The only explanation is like my whole family's this way. I feel like, and I mean this in the kindest way. 
He could not have been born into a better family. If Adam's, if ADD had a face, it would be Adam Savage. But like, I appreciate that he has managed to steer wholeheartedly into that skin. 100%. He figured out a way to work for himself. He figured out a way, like... Like, he's just one of those guys who's like, what if I get totally fascinated with how to make the world's most perfect recreation of the gun from the fifth element? And everybody's like, I'd pay to watch that on YouTube. He's like, awesome! Yes! (laughs) Let's parlay this into some kind of existence where I can pay the bills. Like, fuck, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's just get, like, overly obsessed with, like, weird esoteria. And everybody's like, no, uh, yeah, honestly, that's great. And Well, and it was Jamie who got Adam the job. Because yeah. Jamie was like, I'm real good at my job, but I'm fucking boring. Like, who would I not mind working with mm-hmm. who would make great TV? Yep. And he was like, I feel like this needs to be, like, I feel like you need Adam on this. Because, like, one, I don't hate him. Like, yeah. I like I like him as a person and a coworker, and I know we can get... We can get along. Like I don't I don't want to be yoked to some like just fucking asshole goof off where I have to do all the work and he gets all the glory. Like I want someone who's like equally weird. Yeah, but in a different but... direction. <laughs> but it's also good TV, which I understand that I am not. Like that's a lot of self awareness. Self awareness. It's a like, great show though. Yeah, good job, Jamie. Yeah, but now Adam has his own like YouTube channel that is I don't watch YouTube. Because I'm not 12. Hey. And every time someone sends me a video on the internet, I'm like, I 100% assume, assume that you are rickrolling me and I will not click on it. <laughs> like, I've only done that to you like zero clicks. 16 times, I think we're up to now. Yeah, like I uh, don't watch movies on the internet like as a general rule. Hmm. That's a weird existence. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch videos don't. on the internet. Partially because I'm always at fucking work. <laughs> This slows me down, not at all. Right, right. It's, it slows me down considerably. I'm like, I'm always at work. I don't have time to, like, I could check a text, but I can't, like, watch a watch a video. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all that to say, Patton Oswald is Remy. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we meet him crashing through a window. It is, like, the record scratch. Probably wondering how I got here. Right. Uh, and it backs up. So he's a rat. Mm-hmm. Which is the whole thing. Uh, but he tastes better than most people. He likes has heightened senses, so he can smell and taste better than most rats. Point of order. Mm-hmm. I feel like rats can probably smell and taste better than people. Period. I don't know. Like dogs can fucking smell the weather and disease. Dogs can smell COVID. Dogs can smell COVID. So like, I can smell. COVID. It would not surprise me. If rats writ large had a much better sense of smell and taste than humans, they're just not fucking picky. So the thing about humans is that our taste smell thing kind of got kicked to the curb whenever we figured out cooking and when we figured out language. Like we kind of sacrificed that part and of even, our brain. Yeah, and you, yeah, like vision. Like, like there's a lot of other parts of us that yeah. took over. And so we're like, well, if we can cook our food, it doesn't really matter if the animal, like, if we're fine, if we're able to cook. I don't need to smell disease anymore. Yeah, like, we can cook out the disease or we can help ourselves. And so I get it, but at the same time, it is a loss. It's very annoying that my body decided to, like, just, like, shelve a bunch of immunities. <laughs> and, like, they were like, we don't need all these abilities. Like, whatever. We don't. We don't need to, like... 
be farsighted to, you know, hunt anymore. Like, boom, everybody needs glasses. I'm like, fuck all of this. <laughs> but uh, but Remy, as a super taster, he mm-hmm. gets relegated first to be the sniffer of poisons. Right, which is an important role. Yeah, If you want to keep your clan alive. And then second, he kind of gets fed up with the shit they're trying to eat. Mm-hmm. And is like, I need to bust into that kitchen and get me the good shit. Right. So his, it's a really interesting moral quandary Remy has. Mm-hmm. And it's like, one, we're stealing food. And his dad's like, we're not stealing food. We're eating fucking garbage that nobody wants. And but he, why are we eating garbage? He, and he was like, no, we're stealing it. And if we're stealing it, why don't we steal the fucking good stuff? <laughs> like, I get it. Like... Don't steal from the mom and pop shop. Steal from the bank in the corner. I mean, yeah, I guess if I'm so, stealing, like, there's not really an ideological thread that I can draw from like Remy's philosophy at all. No, not at all. He's but anyway, kind of all over the place. So he ends up uh, breaking into. Um, the kitchen combining flavors he has like this weird acid trip like jazz fusion mm-hmm. splotchy is this thing. where he first sees uh the ghost of gustav yeah yeah and gustav's like hey you can add these flavors together you can cook you can experience new things and he's like yes gustav i'll do this <laughs> and it's weird and so he he starts cooking mm-hmm. at one point he like steals stuff and like cooks over the chimney with like mushrooms and a piece of cheese and some other stuff and like ends up getting struck by lightning, which is such a great little cartoon moment. And then he's like, the lightning tastes amazing. And I was like, oh, that's fucking brain damage, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, like legit. Lightning uh, should not taste like anything. Yeah, I taste if you taste lightning, you've you've gotten Yeah, fried. go to the ER, please. But he ends up talking to his brother, he's like, Listen, you know what would be really great? Saffron. Again, lightning damage, but you Saffron's fucking great. It is. It makes everything delicious. It's also Mm -hmm. like $700 a pound because like it needs to be like hand picked. It only grows on like one side of a mountain. It like only grows on the south side like a fucking diva. This is like the fucking pandas of spices. (laughs) I think we haven't like figured out how to cultivate that inside yet. Like truly saffron. You need on it. Is a real diva. Like it's almost like monkey tea. Where like no humans can uh, actually harvest can harvest it. You have to like train fucking monkeys to so do also, it. Also, like we're figuring out how to like grow chicken without actual chickens. How long till we grow saffron without saffron? Right, like, right. We're like, says, get on that. Growing bullshit on Mars. Like I don't understand why we can't have cheaper saffron. <laughs> um, point of order. We are actually not growing anything on Mars at the moment, but yet. I mean, Elon. We are working on it. Again, go back to Elon Musk. We That's are, his plan. We are working on growing uh, shit on Mars. Mm, like, look at there. Potatoes. Yeah, how about we grow some saffron? Indeed. No. Um, but anyway, uh, he breaks into the old lady's house, uh, who then wakes up and uses a fucking shotgun to try to kill Remy and his brother. Woo! Boy. Which then, like, she basically ends up destroying her own house. The roof collapses. <laughs> Turns out that's where all the rats were living. Mm-hmm. Like In the roof? There's thousands of rats God in her attic. damn. <laughs> well, and that makes sense. Because, like, his dad was like, you cannot go in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot go downstairs into the house. Because if she finds out we're here, 
we are so fucked. Right. Like, she will... And he was like, but I love cheese, bitch! Yep. And so he puts himself above the community's needs. Right. And the ceiling This falls is when in... we would just murder him in communism. Yeah, fair. I mean... I'm not saying the fan, the the clan doesn't want to, but his dad's in charge, so like, so like he gets dispensation because he's the he's the boss's son. Fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we all can. That's like real. It's rule. That it's hits real, real close. <laughs> real close to home. <laughs> um, but they have a big scatter. Uh, turns out mm-hmm. the rats all had like emergency plans to like Dunkirk themselves out of this. Which like good for them. Yeah, so good for them planning. being like, hey, when this shit all goes south, this is the idea. And so they all just like go with plan A and they get to the river creek thing that's outside of them mm-hmm. outside the, the house. What river is it in Paris? Sign? I don't know. Cine? I, don't know I know it's Thames that. in uh London. Yeah, I don't a- know what the river is in in Paris. It's, I don't even know if they have a river. They do, because the... the I've been there. I don't remember a river. Uh, Notre Dame sits <laughs> on an island in the middle of the river. Does it? I've been to Notre Dame. I don't remember it. So, anyway. Um, but they end up floating down the river towards Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers. And yeah, where you can see the Eiffel Tower from every point in Paris. Yeah, and so they end up um, getting separated. The mm-hmm. big pack goes one way. Remy is kind of dragging behind and then gets redirected down the wrong tube and they're separated oh, no. but all tubes lead to paris apparently right it's like rome but with sewers what <laughs> what kind of sewer design first off has like a split like usually they're like combining they're wagon or they're wagon wheeling out like where they ha- you but, have a city center and you're like get this the fuck out of here like wherever the quickest out of here is yeah and so you're funneling like you know, multiple, like, spider webbing to the ocean, to a river, to wherever. Well, even then, like, there's usually, like, three or four trunk lines out. It's not like one tube, like, one tube's gonna go to a trunk, and then that trunk's gonna take it where it goes. It's not like you would come and you'd be like, well, well, yeah, you'll split to one of two trunks. Like, pipes usually, like, low-pressure pipes usually Mm -hmm. don't split, they combine. Yes, but... I mean... It depends which direction you're going. Splitting... Is combining, depending on where you're going. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're going... The flow of liquid. The flow of, With the flow of liquid, a low-pressure line... Will split. Or no, combine. will combine. Like, mm-hmm. the sewer lines will combine until you get to the sewer plant or the ocean or the river or whatever. Like, high-pressure lines split with the flow, so they go to my house. Mm-hmm. But, like... So, like, the flow into our house, like... Right. It's the okay. same line going down our street, the flow coming... Down our street splits and comes off my house, but the sewer coming off my house combines. All funnels in, yeah. Combines. So, like, it's really weird that there's a split. But, again. I mean. It makes for good TV. Paris was designed many, many years ago. It's basically a city built on fucking Swiss cheese. Like, there are so many tunnels and sewers and subways and just, like. It's a it's a mess. You say that, but also like the entire fucking city was completely raised and rebuilt in the time. Many times, like, like that's what fires are for is to like start well, again. Also, pick a Napoleon. Several of them did that. <laughs> I mean, also it's burnt to the ground many times. Yeah, also true. Also the Germans, and like, also the Germans. Right. I mean, you know, Paris has been through many awakenings. Many oppor- opportunities to start afresh. 
spontaneous she, urban she is, renewal. She is out with her eyeliner, like ready to start again. Rapidly, rapid, unplanned um, <laughs> renovations. Yes. But anyway, a uh, city of renewal. So Remy wakes up. Um, he, he has like a hallucination that Gaston is there. The Gaston, the Gaston, Gaston. 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 What's his name? Gaston. Gaston. Not Gaston. This isn't Beauty and the Beast. That's that I guy. mean, he is French. I mean, yes, but my name is Adam, not Alan, even though I'm American. So Gaston. I mean, there's like so many letters that are the same. True. <laughs> uh, but like Gaston is like, listen, you got to focus on what's ahead, not behind. So like, go up and take a look. You can see what's up there. And yeah, this is where we find out we're in fucking Paris. Right, and he was like, oh, Paris, I see the Eiffel Tower. It's From like, every fucking place in right, Paris. Right, it's, it's a very convenient uh, point of uh, landmark. Yeah. I mean, again, and you point this out, like, you cannot actually see the Eiffel Tower from every point of Paris. Right, right. I mean... Although there's a lot of, like, low buildings in Paris, um, like in Paris proper. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like, super low. Well, also, like... You would have to be either, like, the tower would have to be in, like, a dish and every building mm -hmm. progressively gets a little bit higher as That's you go That's how along. Hong Kong is built, but to the sea. Yeah. Where every building, like, if you build an, a building in front of a building that had ocean front uh, views, New. you can't obstruct their views. And so, like, Hong Kong has some, like, real, real fucking cool, like real interesting yeah, yeah. skyline because they were like, oh, well, we can't obstruct, like, buildings, building A, who was built with oceanfront uh, views. We can't obstruct their views, so we're just gonna, like, make a weird H building or a weird U building. Or, like, also, you can pay off the people behind and they can give you a letter that says it's cool. Mm -hmm. And so, like, sometimes you'll so, get... So, like, a weird S-curve, and you're like... Because that Good one did. Job, that Hong one Kong. Didn't, this one did, yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, connect the dots. Yep. Um, and, like, Remy then, like, finds a party, and he's gonna eat, and Gaston, Gusto's like, no, no, don't eat, like, you're, you're a cook, don't just, like, steal, like, mm -hmm. you gotta be better than this, um, and then he finally kind of, like, finds Gaston's. Yes, Gaston's restaurant, which was a very high, um, hot couture kind of, uh, mm -hmm. Cuisine, but now it's like waiting for Gordon Ramsay to show up and do yes. like a kitchen nightmare, and it has kind of fallen from grace, and it's riding coattails, and it's not mm -hmm. doing it's not doing anything new and different. It's just kind of like making the old recipes over and over again, which is like fine, but it's not exciting. Yeah, it used to be four stars; it's down to three. But you know, like everybody's like, "eh, three's fine," like it's good, mm -hmm. like, um, and like. You kind of go into the restaurant, and this is where we meet Linguini. Linguini, who's like a redheaded, a literal redheaded <laughs> stepchild kind of person. Uh, and he's taken out of the trash. Yeah. And, like, Gustav and Remy are watching through the, like, skylight and, like, quoting. They're like, all right, that's the chef, the little dude there. That's the sous chef. That's the... You know, this is, you know, like, this role, this, that, and then this guy over here is just, he's just some... He's a nobody. He's a schlub. And Gaston's like, yeah, but I say anyone can cook. He's like, yeah, but 
no. Like, like that guy can't cook. He's just fucking taking out trash. <laughs> like, and this is when we see the greedy knock over a bowl of like a pot of soup and right. attempt to fix it. Right. And he was like, uh, and he kind of like rebalances the soup pot and he like throws some shit in it. And they're like, he's fucking up the soup. <laughs> yeah. And. And Gustav is like, well, what fix you gonna it. Do about that? Like, what are you going to do about it? And this is where Remy like falls through the skylight, has a terrifying run through the thing, through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And ends up like throwing shit in the soup. Um, Like, he's like, fixes the soup. Like, that's mm-hmm. his whole thing is like, he's throwing stuff in. Right, he's he's there to fix the, whatever whatever linguine put in. Yeah, and he actually like manages to make an entire pot of soup without anybody noticing there's a fucking rat. Right, right. This is a very busy uh, restaurant kitchen. There's right. like ten cooks minimum. Like in an area the size of our bedroom. In the area the size of our bedroom, everybody's fucking working like. Busting balls, trying to get everything out. All the dishes are complicated. They all have different cook times. They all have to come out at the same time. Like, this is a well-oiled machine. And apparently a rat just, like, chucking leeks into a pot. I can't imagine just a pot boiling, simmering, with, like, nobody checking in on it for, like, three minutes. Yeah, like, that just It's kind of crazy. Listen, I've... I played that, uh, was that Cook, Serve, Delicious game? Yeah, what is it? Overcooked? Uh, overcooked. Overcooked, sorry. Cook, Serve, Delicious is a different game. Overcooked. My family plays that. It's fucking hard. It really is. But we uh, we have fun with it. But mm-hmm. at the same time... My kids are like, ooh, I'm never going to be a cook. And I'm like, it's okay. It's, it's hard a, work. It's, it's a career. <laughs> um, but Linguini does notice him. And uh, right as Linguini notices and like puts a colander on top of Remy... Mm-hmm. Um, the chef walks over and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's are like, you touching the soup? He's like, no. No, not at all. I yeah. wouldn't ever touch a soup. And then, like, as they're arguing, somebody, like, scoops a soup, the serving of soup and, like, takes it out. Right. Like, the waiters are not there for your fuckery. Like, they're Which like... Which is accurate. I need to serve the fucking soup. I don't care if the soup isn't ready. Like, what? that's on you. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> They're having an arguing argument, and then the person, like the waiter, comes back. And is like, the person who ordered that soup wants to talk to the chef, and the chef's just like, "Oh fuck, what did you? What did you fucking do to my soup? <sighs> like, I'm gonna need to give him free soup. You are fired on the highest level. I will be back because my reputation rides on this soup. If it's shit, like they're gonna be mad at me. Like it's gonna get in the. It's gonna get out. Like I, I see his right, his concern." So he goes out and he comes back. He's like, "They fucking love this soup." And that wasn't just a customer; that was a critic. Oh no! And so, chef's still mad. Oh, real mad. Real bloated so, ego. So chefs are like very ego. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're like, "How very dare you change my recipe? Like you are my minions." And you fulfill my vision. You fulfill my vision. Your job is not to improvise or show any like this is not a partnership, motherfucker. Like I am the like general and you are fucking peons. Oh, yeah, totally. And not only that, because Linguini is like not even a cook. He's He's not not even a cook. Yes. He's the guy. He washes dishes. Yeah. He's mopping the floor and doing the trash like so below him. Um, but like 
Colette is a character we meet kind of here, mm-hmm. and she's just like, listen, he did something right. Like, if yeah, if don't the, get mad at him for doing something if good. If the customer likes the soup, the customer likes the soup. Like, let's make more of the soup. And she's very pragmatic, which I appreciate. I do, and she kind of stands up for Linguini in this. She moment. does stand up for Linguini, but only in a pragmatic way. Where like, look, it worked. So like, don't. Don't fire him. Like, we don't know how to make more soup if you fire him. Like, like tell him not to do that again, but also tell him to tell us how he did that. But like, right? Like, teach. But like, don't do that. And the chef's just like, well, fine. He's your problem. You figure out how this works. I'm out of here. And then that's when he sees a rat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. And so the chef ends up catching the rat in a jar, and just gives it to Linguini, the garbage boy, to be like, you take care of this. So, are rats like mice where if you find one rat, you have, like, a hundred rats? Oh, yeah. Totally. Because <laughs> that's how mice are. If you, liter- if you literally see a mouse, you have fucking so many mice. Yeah. That, like, that one stupid mouse. Right. You have, like, maybe a hundred mice. You have at least 20 mice if, if you, you see, see a, a mouse. mouse. Yeah. Like, it is bonkers. If you see mouse turds, you probably have at least 10. Right. It's, yeah, it's bad. But, uh, so Linguini takes Remy out to, like, throw him in a canal or something on the river. Right, and then he was like, I just can't do it. I can't destroy life. I'm like, I don't know, like, a vegan or shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his angle is. <laughs> but he's but... like, I just can't do this. I'm gonna let you go. Just stay away from my restaurant, Well, okay? he starts talking about it. He's like, I'm such a fuck up, like... <gasps> I couldn't cook. Can you cook? Do you understand? Oh, is it your turn for hiccups this Maybe week? it is my turn for hiccups. But, like, he starts talking to Remy, and Remy starts nodding with him. He's like, wait, can you fucking understand me? Do you understand what I'm saying? So how did L- Remy learn to speak English? Or learn to understand English? Watching Gusto on TV. Oh, there are many. There are true. Many people learn to speak English through TV. Fair enough. <laughs> Also, That's I would ass- true. I would assume this is all in French, but dubbed. But mm, like, yeah, dubbed in French. Um, so French. But they end up like Linguini basically says, "Can you teach me how to do what you do? Like, can you teach me your soup? Can you get me there?" And Remy's like, "Sure, anything not to get thrown in the river." Like, sounds great. Like you're you're in the real power position here. Mm-hmm. So um, they end up going to Remy's house mm-hmm. apartment. I should say. Remy's apartment? Or Linguini's apartment, Linguini's sorry. apartment, okay. Which has a view of the Eiffel Tower, again. Ofs. Uh, but he, ma- he makes $3 an hour as a trash man, but, like, he can I mean, afford an apartment his, his with a view. <laughs> absolute shit. Like, it's like a one-room efficiency. But it has a view of, of the, the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. Right. Um, and they start kind of trying to figure out how to make food together, and they... Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Remy, or... Like, Remy's a fucking idiot. Oh, he is, totally. He's utterly useless. But Remy can get on his head and, like, pull his hair and control him like some sort of big neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, like, strings. Yep. And he was like, that's weirdly involuntary. That is real, real weird. It really is. Um, And so... um. The next morning, Remy wakes up, or Louis Grady wakes up. He's freaking out because he's late. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's nothing Remy can do for you if you have, like, this kind of work <laughs> ethic. You're fucked. But 
Right. Remy is making omelets by mm -hmm. himself, and then they eat real quick. They get out to Gustavo's. Um, there's a review in the paper of the soup, which was really good. He's like, I had the soup. The soup was fucking great. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you, you guys should check out this place for soup and stuff. Yep. And so, like, Linguini kind of gives himself a pep dog. He's like, I can do this. I'm going to do it. He storms into Gusto's, and everybody's just like, whatever. Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, sure. So, um, actually, though, that night they didn't really figure out how they were going to do the... Right. There was lots of, like, scratching and biting, and he yeah. was like, I, we have to figure out a better way, because this what? fucking because sucks. Because this was the first, in the first morning, the first part of the morning, they figure out the scratching and biting, like, Remy's trying to communicate by running around inside his clothes, which makes him laugh and also scream, because he gets bit, or his little rat paws... Right, are tickly. Um, and so, like, eventually... Linguini has to like take a minute and he like goes into the walk-in and just like screams, which is a proud tradition in the restaurant industry. All right, of uh, crying in the walk-in. Yeah, like due to co I did see someone had a sign that said, "Due to COVID restrictions, only one person allowed to cry in the walk-in at a time." And I was like, "Ooh, that." I mean, like I spent two Ouch. weeks working Ouch. in a restaurant. I mean, I worked at our cafeteria in college. Yeah, but like for like one hour every day. It was not great. And I was real mad when the navy spoons weren't clean. The navy spoons? Yeah. There were they had navy spoons. <laughs> so there are spoons. They're like serving spoons. They're a particular size and shape. Um, and they're like literally the perfect thing to like set out the taco bar with. Uh. But we only had like five navy spoons and like literally always only like two of them were clean. Ah. Uh. And I was like, where are the Navy spoons? <laughs> so this is so. But anyway, and the they, little old lady who worked there would get really mad at me when I didn't set, serve with Navy spoons. And I'm like, they weren't fucking clean. <laughs> like, sorry. Don't talk it with me. Take it. It's another thing in the restaurant industry. Like, nothing is ever your fault. Like, <laughs> you're like. They're like, why is it taking so long to make the soup? You're like, nobody cut up leeks. Like, like I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a cook. Like, I'm just the waiter. I just bring the food. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, like, the waiter, you know, the the person in the seat is like, hey, where's my soup? And you're like, I'll go check out it. You go to the back and you're like, where's the soup? And like, we're making it. And you're like, well, why isn't it already made? It's like, well, because somebody didn't cut out leeks eight hours ago. We don't have soup right now. Right. Right. Like, failure of communication. Like, it's a real... Um, Chit show? Yeah, I was going to say... Cascading failure? <laughs> yes. I was yeah, I was gonna say like it's it's every everything is a multi-step process, and if you fuck up in step two, <laughs> like you sometimes you don't find out about it until step eight. And then you're yeah. like, oh fuck. <laughs> well, also any step like the step transition between shifts, like, oh screw that. Oh like, yeah. That's gonna yeah, be where you're like, what did I do? What did I not do? I don't remember. It doesn't well, matter. Well also like I cut up the leaks and I put them in the walk in. You're like, well, I don't know where you put them, so they don't right. exist. So I spent half an hour looking for them or whatever. It was just faster to cut up my own leaks. Mm -hmm. Um but this is where they figure out that Remy like can yank Linguini's hair to make it yeah, which is a real special uh, skill that Linguini has. Because, like, mm. if I pull your hair, you don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, like, we can try that later. Like, not, no. none of your limbs are attached to your scalp through nope. some kind of 
weird uh yeah. disney magic disney magic so <laughs> or i was gonna say neuro neuro neurological disease yeah that's true too <laughs> um so like they kind of make it through the shift and they get what they need to do done and then they go back home and this is where they really practice this is the practice montage where mm-hmm. uh remy and so you have remy Gre- sitting sitting on linguini's head like pulling his little curly red hair mm-hmm. in different ways Yep. And so uh, they had that montage and then they come back the next morning and Chef's like, well, you survived. You didn't completely embarrass yourself. You actually came back for more, which I do feel is like three of the major requirements for working in a kitchen. Oh, God. It seems so terrible. Like, it seems like the worst fucking job. Like, sign me up to be a garbage man or like someone who just tells like people they're gonna die <laughs> like i can't it just seems like the worst and so uh he shows up and the chef's like listen colette's gonna be training you like do what she says and you won't be that big of an embarrassment i gotta take a meeting he goes into the office there's all these cust- cutouts like gust- gusto right like uh news- like newspaper cutouts no like Six foot tall cardboard cutouts. Oh, cardboard cutouts. Okay. Of Gusto hawking various cuisines. Like, right. um, there's an American one. There's mm-hmm. like a Scottish one for haggis. There's like all these God, different things. Haggis is fucking terrible. Not... I've had it like twice. Why? I was in Scotland. Why? It, se- it seemed like the thing to do. No. I wasn't drinking at the time. So like, really, that was my, my bad. Uh, so the... Haggis part tastes just like lamb meatloaf, which is fine. Sure. It's fine. I did not eat the stomach part, which some people eat, but I don't eat. Uh, I didn't eat at the time. And it was, like, fine. But it wasn't, like, amazing. I think it's... I I stand with... um, I stand with the dad from Sorry Married an Axe Murderer that... Or, no, actually, just the main character from So I Married an Expert, that most Scottish food was invented on a dare. I mean, there was our friend uh, who we were like, hey, why does British food suck? And he was British. And he was like, I don't know, maybe it's trying not to be French food, which is actually quite delicious. <laughs> it's like, we hate everything French. So we looked at French so, food and we were like, what's the opposite of this? And right, like, let's do that. So, like, French food is like delicious puffs of air, and our food is like, fucking boil it, maybe put in salt. <laughs> Like that tracks. Anyway, true. Um, so the chef goes in. There's a lawyer there, and they're planning their next expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also like the lawyer or the chef's really suspicious of Linguini. He's like, "What the fuck is going on with this kid? Like, right. where do you come from? Is there any ch- is there any chance it's related to Gusto's will? Where two years after Gusto's death, if no heir comes forward, I get the restaurant. Okay, so like. How much of a playboy is Gusto to be like, hey, if I die, I'm going to give you two fucking years for all of the bastards to come to the surface. <laughs> yeah. Like, truly man whore of man whore. Like, he was a Parisian, like, top tier chef. That right. Man could, that guy could I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure he got bumper, but, like... <laughs> For t- for two years, for all of the bastards to bubble to the surface, yep. and you're like, if if it if you don't if an heir doesn't appear in two years, 
then you, you know, next of, uh... There's some strange floating out around out there. Uh -huh, a zillion percent. So, um, so the lawyer's like, all right, well, I'm going to take this hair from Gusto's hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take a DNA sample from Remy, or from Luigi. Who we never really get into where he got that DNA sample. Yeah, we'll leave that to yeah. imagination. Yeah, because like the thing is that hair that sheds doesn't have hardly any DNA on it. No, as opposed to hair that's pulled. Right, because the the stuff in inside your head is the DNA, and your hair is just dead. So if you cut hair, it's not really a good DNA sample. Not really at all. At I mean, all. There are also way better ways of getting DNA samples. Yeah, just like spit on something, like swab some cheeks, like. Anyway, other ways. Mm hmm But anyway, so um, we go back to Linguini's story here, and uh, he and Colette are trying to kind of, she's kind of giving him the lay of the land. And right, and giving him all these tips and tricks of like, hey, I'm I'm the only woman here because I worked fucking hard and i'm fucking great at my job right so you better pay attention to me because i know what i'm talking about first off you gotta bribe the produce guy to get right. the best stuff which is not wrong not wrong not wrong second off let me give you a tour of the staff in the kitchen first off uh that guy is um a former acrobat like man whore that slept with the, the ringmaster's daughter, daughter and got kicked out of the circus all right cool that guy over there is an ex-con this guy's got a gambling problem, mm -hmm. and that guy over there was like a gun runner for the resistance, and probably has a hookup into some not illegal some shady shit. And they're like, "What resistance?" I'm like, "I don't know. They must have lost." <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm just like, that is every kitchen I've ever like heard of. I mean, I uh, have never really worked in the restaurant business, um, but it is a real like. Yeah. Interesting profession. It's not something that people necessarily grow up to be like, I want to be a chef. No. Like, people want to be the head chef, yes. But nobody ever esteems to be, like, sous chef number three. Yeah. Well, like, okay, so I, I got a buddy of mine who is a general manager at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a relatively large restaurant. They have a right. pretty good, like, pretty good bench. Like, they have a lot of cooks and a lot of chefs and stuff um, that that come and go. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of a step through, you know. Right, right. You can you can do it for a couple of months or whatever. Well, like, a couple while of years usually. He keeps guys for a couple of years, and then either they get promoted within his company or they start looking for another job. Mm -hmm. He said, number one, the best guys we get that are good at kind of processing, like they come in, they know the process, they know the terms, they know how to work in a kitchen, come out of fucking prisons. Like right. if if you were on cooking detail in a prison, and I can yeah like and you're willing to admit that mm -hmm. you learn some shit. He was like, "Fuck yes, I want to hire you." <laughs> like yeah, you're like, amazing. He's like, and if that guy is looking for a job within two weeks of getting out of prison, mm -hmm. like he wants to does, do it. Does he does he have a hookup with the prisons where it's like can you please tell me who were your not, uh, people? Not directly. I f I feel like he could. There, it, like I feel like that's like a real easy like name drop where it's like hey, if these five people apply, like they get my uh they get my recommendation. Yeah, it's not official, but you know, people know people who know mm -hmm. people and Yeah, it's all it's all very like black like back alley. Yeah, and so like one of his guys will be like, "Hey, 
you're gonna have a spot open here in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, I know a guy who's uh, gonna be available in a Two month. Two weeks. Yeah. Or so. A month or so, like give or take a yeah. couple of weeks, depending on when things work out. He's like, yeah, let him send him over. He's like, yeah. I mean, they're away from people. They don't touch money. They don't yeah. like. All they do is cook food. All they do is cook food. Yeah. It's so, a great little re-entry point job. And he's like, I'll, I'll hire those guys every day of the fucking week. Like, yeah. My, uh, my mm, history with people who work in kitchens are all immigrants. And oh, so, yeah. like, when I was teaching English as a second language, which was a thing I did for a bit, um, like, all of my, a lot, a lot of my people were uh immigrants who were all working in kitchens and they fucking killed like we had a like a christmas party where everybody brought in food it was the best fucking food i've ever eaten in my whole life oh yeah totally so good well and like that's the other thing this guy um the guy i know speaks fluent spanish Mm -hmm. because he has to to communicate with half of his staff right you know it's totally fine but at the same time he's like it doesn't matter to me that they don't speak english as long as they speak recipe like right as long as they can make the fucking food and it's delicious i can write the directions down in spanish for them right and i can google translate shit if i need to He's got a he's got a couple of other guys that can do the like because you know any technical field Spanish is different than just it's, conversational. Yeah, it's very field. different. But these guys speak technical cook Spanish, so like they can yell directions at these guys, and they're like, you know, no, no, I need like a quarter inch chiffonade instead of a right, you know, right. a dice, and they're like, oh, okay, got it, got it, got it, and you're like, I don't know what the word for Spanish is for chiffonade, but you know, but anyway, I don't know either. But anyway, all the shady characters in this, I'm just like. Yeah, seems yeah, it seems, seems legit. It seems right. <laughs> Somebody did their homework on this. Um, but so his first night on, all the customers out in the lobby are just like, "Hey, we want whatever that special thing you guys made last night was—the different thing, the new thing. We want right. it. We want that yummy soup, that special soup that the person wrote about." Mm-hmm. And so the chef just looks at Linguini. He's like, "You're up." Like, I don't know what the fuck you put in that soup, but you better put it in again. You, it's up to you. You got to do this again. Uh, kind of set him up to fail um, by giving him this sweet bread a la gusto, um, which seems impossibly bad. It's got like a licorice sauce. It's got like eel stomachs. It's no, no. So, because wasn't he like they want the soup? No, or they want something by Linguini. They want something. They by want Linguini. something by they Linguini. Want something new. Something different. Okay. They all know the old recipes. We got to do something new. And so, like, Chef pulls out this... Uh, He's like, I don't know, make something, make an old fucking recipe, like... Well, no, they know all the old recipes. Well, make something we've never served before. And he pulls out Sweet Bread Alla Gusto. And the sous chef's like, that recipe never fucking worked. Like, that right. thing it, is, seemed, it seemed terrible. Like, we tried it, like, once back here, but we never served it to customers because we were pretty sure that's a crime. Right. Like, and he's like, eh, it'll be fine. Linguini can do it. And so they start making the meal, but, like... Linguini starts improvising. Well, Remy on Linguini's head starts Remy on Linguini's head starts improvising, like, pulling him around the kitchen, having him gather up all these ingredients. He's like, sorry, I need these spices, apparently. And like this stuff and things. And, yeah, and some cherry tomatoes. Colette is livid because... So mad. That's not... You're stepping out of line. Like, it's not yeah. what a sous chef or, a sh- like... A cook. A cook should do. Like, the chef tells you what to do, and you fucking do it. 
Yeah. And he's going off and she is so mad at him. Uh, but turns out customers love his stuff. Um, and the orders just keep coming in. And so it's crazy. Um, and like Remy and, and Linguini have to take a break outside for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and Linguini goes in for drinks with the chef. Right. So the chef, after the night is closed, is like, Linguini, I want to have a drink with you. Like, let's celebrate. Let's toast celebrate. To toast to our celebration. Whatever. And, like, and I want to like, ta- talk to you. And Remy's hanging shit. out outside. And so there's mm-hmm. like this weird in and out scene where like there's two stories going. But basically, the whole line of the chef is he's trying to figure out what the fuck Remy's line is. Like, or what is your an- Linguini's? What's your angle? Is. What's your angle? Do you know about this thing? Are you Gusto's son? Do you know your Gusto's son? But, like, in a way that doesn't show him all his cards. Right, right. And it turns out Linguini's dumb as a fucking brick. God. Like, truly, there was never a more static character in all... All of uh, Disney shows, and I'm talking about like including like fucking Snow White. Yeah. Like, he truly, is just he's a dumb as a box of rocks the whole time. Uh, meanwhile, Remy like gets spotted by Emil, his brother, and his brother's like, dude, you're not fucking dead? Like, where are you? We gotta go tell dad. And like, they end up going down into like the sewers mm-hmm. and meeting up with dad and having like a whole reunion and like, while Remy's having his moment of like drinking with the boss, uh, Remy is meeting with his dad and is like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great to be back. I'm glad you guys are here. Like, I'll totally come visit you later sometime." And his dad's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're son? not going to be part of the clan and smelling all the food to tell us if it has poison." Yep, and. Yeah, he's like, "No, I, I got a gig up top. I work in a restaurant with a man." human thing and they're like you can't befriend humans they're the enemy they'll they'll betray you they're the worst right and so um remy's dad ends up taking him up top and showing him like this rat catcher like window display of like all these dead rats and he's like yeah this is what they do has a rat catcher window display i is this like the like 1200s like what what i don't know i don't know but it's Have there. you ever walked by like an anthropology and it's been all like dead rats? No. No. No, that's not really how it does. No, that's a real Damien Hurst move. It <laughs> like... really is. Uh, and he's like, listen, you got to be careful. Like, this is what people, this is what humans do. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't do befriend this. a human. Um, meanwhile, to just emphasize that point, like, the chef is like, all right, you're a dead end, Lingrini. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know less than nothing and are an idiot. So therefore, just go clean the kitchen. Like, you're a garbage boy. That's your job. I'm going home. And mm-hmm. so Linguini's got to stay there and clean the whole fucking kitchen. Right. And. Well, very drunk because they had like two bottles of wine at least. Right. So the next morning, Remy comes in and finds Linguini asleep on the floor in the kitchen. He's like, oh, fuck. But can still jump on his head and control him. Like Right, so even when he's asleep, he can get on his head and pull his hair, and it works his, like, arms and legs. Yep. And so, while Remy's doing this and cleaning up, Colette comes in, and Remy's got sunglasses on Linguini's face, mm-hmm. and Colette tries to talk Where to him. Where did he find those sunglasses? I don't know. It's a mystery. 
um, convenient plot pocket. Yes, yes. Somebody left him there. So Colette starts talking to him like, hey, last night, like... Yeah, I heard, I the, sh- I heard the chef invited you for a drink. Like, that's a real big deal. Like, what did he say? And he's like, oh. And he just kind of looks at her. Oh, like head bobs and shrugs and like... Mm-hmm. And she's like getting increasingly pissed at him for not interacting with her, which is fair. Which is being an fair. Ass. Yeah, he is being a real fucking asshole. And so she ends up like slapping him across the face. Right. And she's like, look, I could have left you to drown. Like, I could have not taught you fucking anything. I could have not trained you on how this kitchen works. I could have not told you about everybody's backstory. And I could have let you fucking drown. But no, I cared about you and I liked you and I wanted you to succeed and I wanted this company to succeed. And Mm -hmm. I was being a fucking good person and you're being a fucking asshole. And she is right. (laughs) She is right. Well, I mean, honestly, he's unconscious. So, like, uh, it's a little questionable. But still, she's got a good point. Like, Mm -hmm. her perception of this situation is on point. It's like, valid. Yeah, it's valid. Very valid. And he's like, he kind of was woken up and he's like, I, I'm sorry. I really love your advice. And I. These people have known each other for one fucking day. Maybe two. Maybe two. Like, I, I assume he has worked in this um kitchen for like many months and maybe he has like admired her from afar. Maybe, but it Maybe seems at very best. quick. But he has not had any interaction with her mm-hmm. until like the last four days. Yeah. Last two days. He's like, so I just need to level with you. Like, let me tell you what's going on. I had this tiny little thing. And like, first off, there's this moment where he's trying. He says, I have a tiny little and like it's over his shoulder and Colette like drops eye contact and goes to the waist and back in like just a half a second and i'm like (laughs) i see what you did there wow that's yes fantastic pixar thank you for that moment that yeah but anyway he's like i have he's trying to tell her he's got a tiny little rat friend in his hat which is insane right i have a i have a rat that tells me how to cook by pulling on my hair turns out he doesn't get that out because remy basically just grabs his hair and rams his face into hers to give her like a big deep kiss Mm -hmm. which let me just say there are consent flags all over that situation on both sides which is weird it's very very strange yeah like usually you're like wait is he i mean so like he doesn't like he just like moves right in right and gives her like this big kiss but like Right, and she, like, it takes he's a not while in control of him. before she accepts it, but, like... She's holding mace. She is holding mace, but, like, you have to push the person away before you spray the mace, otherwise you end up spraying the mace on your own face. You know, it's really I mean, tricky. I understand that, but at the same time, like, if you don't want in this situation, mm-hmm. a little mace collateral damage to communicate very clearly fuck the fuck off right 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 i'm i'm not i'm not saying, I'm saying i but like, wouldn't but like it is it is a little yeah but like it's a factor yeah i mean there was some math in there but like at the same time yeah like it's no not okay. no no human in this is consenting it's no very, it's very strange yeah and like even remy is not using this as what it is it's not like he has feelings for colette and is moving through linguini right like a go like a ghost <laughs> pottery scene kind of vibe (laughs) no not that at all like it's just 
him just like trying to end this situation. Mm-hmm. And so he it's not great. So um so but she does eventually get into it and she, he's into it and we kind of like fade out of that scene and into ego. Into ego. Anton Ego. Anton Ego. He is a professional food critic. He's a professional food asshole. Yes. Really is what it is. His job, he's, he's critic, to make asshole, whatever. Um, but he hears G- Gustav's is back and he's just like, no, I can't be having that now. I gotta go. I thought I tore them a new asshole last time. Right. Because they were terrible. They were, you know, uninventive and coasting on the reputation, coasting on the reputation of the writer. Yeah, their dead proprietor. Like they weren't doing anything interesting or exciting or even like especially delicious. Like so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. I'm gonna go. I don't knock trust. Them. Before they get up a peg, I'm knocking them down too. Like mm-hmm. here we go. So we cut back to Gusto's chef is talking to the lawyer, and he's like. And it turns out Lawyer's sourced DNA sample of the boy proves that he is, in fact, Gusto Stun. Mm-hmm. Cool. So he is the heir apparent to the Gusto... Fortune slash restaurant. Yep. And, you know, Chef's freaking out. Uh, also, he's, like, freaking out about the rat because he saw him in silhouette at one point. And it was mm-hmm. like, this guy's got a rat in his hat. I don't know what it is. I don't know how this works. There's something about the rat. He wants me to worry about the rat. I'm worried about the rat, but I don't want to be worried about the rat because he wants me to worry about the rat. The lawyer's like, are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you in a bad spot right now? Do I need to like... Are you real... Talk to somebody? Yeah, you seem real anxious, but also like restaurant people are real anxious. (laughs) True. I mean, like, I assume Chef is on a gratuitous amount of coke. Right. Also, like, restaurant people are 100% like do not do not trust anyone like quadruple track everything assume everyone is out to get them and sabotaging them all the time like it sounds fucking exhausting yep and then um so like next we see like the greenie riding on the back of colette's scooter which I think, yes. I'm not sure if that's like some sort of metaphor, but like, they're riding around Paris. I mean, we don't really have metaphors in Disney movies, so... I mean, only for things we can't talk about. Shrug shoulders emoji. Um, but he loses his hat. Um, so he's wearing his fucking chef's hat? Well, I feel like she just was like, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. And he had his hat on. He's like, well, I got a rat in my hat. I can't not... I can't I mean, take my hat off. Like, there's a whole complicated thing. Um, but they, um... So his hat with, uh, with Remy blows off into the Paris streets. And Remy does come back with his buddy, and he meets Emile and some friends at the door, and Mm -hmm. they're like, hey, you work in a fucking restaurant. We need a hookup. We're starving. Mm -hmm. Like, can you do this? And he's like, listen, you gotta give me a bit. Like, I gotta, don't go in right now. It's business hours. You can't be in there. Like, they'll see you. It'll be a whole thing. But like, give me, give me a little bit. I'll figure this out. He breaks into, Remy breaks into the office where he sees all these Gusto paintings, including a talking fucking Gusto. Right. It's, it's a figment of his imagination. Right. And he kind of pokes around looking for the key and then he sees Gusto's will. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is this your will? He's like, yeah. He's like, can you read it? And he's like, oh, go ahead. I'm I mean, dead. sure, whatever. I'm dead. 
And so he starts <laughs> And of, a figment of your imagination. <laughs> and so Remy starts reading the will and then he reads the letter that um had come earlier mm-hmm. that said that the ingredient was Gusteau's son, probably. Right, but don't tell him. Don't tell him he doesn't know. Just like keep it to himself. I guess she didn't know about I the don't, will. I don't understand why I don't at all. Why why so you would things. send okay, like so you have a love child from a very famous chef in Paris. Sure. And you send him to go work at the place, and you're like, I'm going to send a letter to let him know, like, hey, be nice to my retard son. Also, he's Gusteau's son. Also, he's Gusteau's uh, son. Like, be nice to him, even though he's an idiot, and he can only take out the trash because he's, like, Gusteau's son, and that will be better for him. Yeah, Even though, know. like, Gusto isn't there anymore and has died. Yeah, but Remy has a really great understanding of, like, genetics, One legal law. <laughs> yeah, estate law, everything. Like, he he's puts a, it all together. He's a he's very like, smart rat. And he's like, fuck, Linguini is the owner of this restaurant. I gotta go. So he steals a copy of the will and a copy of the letter and, like, as he's grabbing them, the chef is it comes a in. Copy or is it well, the original? Well, he's the originals, I guess. I don't know, but he he grabs those and he starts taking off. And the chef comes in and sees the rat with the two pieces of evidence the rat, mm-hmm. that Linguini would need. Freaks out. There's a chase scene with the chef on a scooter and Remy running through the streets of Paris and jumping on boats and hang gliding, and it's a whole weird with paper the whole time. Yeah. He's, like, holding the papers? In his mouth. In his mouth. So, like, at one point he, like, jumps off a boat and they, like, poof These into, These are like, small papers. He, like, folded like, no, them. No, they're, like, eight and a half by eleven. They're, like, sticking <laughs> so out like each gi- side. It's, like... I mean, it's, it's like, fair, so it's pretty It's, like, the still. rat with the giant piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. That's what you would need to p- picture here, but with paper instead. But with paper. And, and... The rat ends up loosing the chef, getting back to Gusto's. And getting the papers to Linguini, who then, like, instantly figures it out, too, even though that kid's a brick. Right. Even though he's been watching Remy cook for, like, I don't know, at least five days, yeah. eight hours a day, and still is not like, oh, you should add salt to chicken. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there's a flash series of scenes where Linguini's now taking over the restaurant. He's the owner. He's, mm-hmm. you know, there's the all the shit. The chef's out on his ass. Right. Like, just instantly. like Very instantly. I mean, listen, if you're Linguini... Yeah, keep that guy on staff. You need a chef. Yeah. Like, listen, you can be like, look, I'm not I'm not the chef. You can be the chef. Like, I'm not the owner, so I'm going to take a cup off the top, but, like, what's right. your price? I'll, I'll come in every once in a while and tell you what to do. Like... Yeah, I'm not going to be, like, the chef, because I'm a yeah. fucking fuck off. Right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna collect my twenty percent. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to do that? So yeah, I don't know. So anyway, there's a press conference is where we kind of come back into the plot, and then Greeny's talking to the press who are super fascinated with him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, he like not came just from me. came from nothing, and he just like Custo's long lost son, Custo's long lost son. Like it's a very it's a very hot story. I guess so in the in the cultural food news, but. He is like, yeah, I mean, my inspiration is not me. It's not me cooking. My inspiration is the Colette. 
And Remy is in his hat during this whole thing, and he's pissed. He's real pissed. Because he's not getting his reps. But, like... Also, how am I supposed to give you reps? You're a fucking rat in my hat, bro. Yeah, and so... Um... Like, you know, he's just... It's weird. There's a flash out to the street where the chef's calling in, like, a rat infestation notice. Yeah, so the... Yeah, the the chef who has been let go calls the health department and was like, hey, you need to check out Gustavo's. There's a rat infestation in the kitchen. And they were like, I mean, my next appointment is, like, three months out. Unless someone cancels. Like, if someone cancels, I'll, uh, I'll pencil you in. But other than that, like, I'll come back in three months. Yeah. This is not... How health inspectors work. I certainly hope not. They do not tell you they're showing up. They just show the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if anything, maybe this is just a ruse. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in like three months while he's like putting the paperwork to be like, I'm coming tomorrow. Yes. Like yes. to put you off ease. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I totally am following up on this. Maybe, maybe there's like three, 40 chess here, but mm-hmm. like, anyway. Yeah. But he was like, he says like, oh, I mean, I'm real booked. Like, it's, it's literally not. <laughs> he seems like not at all concerned. How health inspectors work. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, in the press conference, Alton Ego walks in. Yes, Alton Ego, the famed critic. Yeah, and he's like, I'm coming over tomorrow mm-hmm. with high expectations. Right. Who like, pretty much just looks like a skull. Like, he's got, like, super sunken eyes that are dark. Yeah. And, uh, he look, yeah, he looks like he could very mm-hmm. easily be in a nightmare for christmas reminds me of the child snatcher a little bit a little bit he has a long nose yeah but and, and like very sunken eyes yeah. with dark shadows and so like he and linguini kind of get into it a little bit but like colette comes out and like steals linguini and her parting words are i hate to be rude but we're french and like that's when they leave oh, right wait, wow right um and they kind of have a little fight um, and I was like, what are you doing? You're being like real full of yourself and an asshole. And I thought you weren't like that. And he was like, I mean, it's the best thing for the restaurant is for me to be like a real self-absorbed asshole. And she was like, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> don't think so. I thought you were different. I liked you for being different. If you're not different, I don't like you. Right. And uh, Linguini ends up throwing like his hat with Remy in it in the back alley. Mm-hmm. Um, just Does so he they throw can it? I thought he missed, like, he... Well, he, like, runs out and, like, throws it down. Like, he doesn't, yeah. like... It's not like he chucks it from the door. But, right, like, he, he was like, we need to have a talk. And so he's like, you stay here. And he runs back to talk. Meanwhile, we see Remy and his buddies. And the buddies come out, like, Emil and his buddies come out. And they're like, hey, so you're, like, that guy's pet now? Like, is that how we're doing this? And Remy's like, no, no. He's like, I don't know how we're doing this. Like, I have a lot of questions about about my life and my partnerships. But you know what? Listen, you guys come back after after close and we'll we'll raid the shit out of this. Right, because he's mad that he didn't get any credit. But like also, how the fuck did he think he was gonna get credit? Yep, I don't know. So the rats come back after close mm-hmm. and Remy lets them in and they just start Tearing the place up. Yeah. When Linguini comes in to apologize to Remy, mm-hmm. Remy's there in the middle of the floor and all the rats are like hiding in strategic spots. Right. And Linguini's like bearing his soul to Remy. Like, 
Right, like, hey, sorry I was an asshole. I let all this thing get to I'm my letting head. you down. I'm letting Colette down. Like, I'm trying not to let either of you two down, but it turns out I have to let one of you down or I have to let both of you down. But I don't know. I don't want to let you guys down. I got to be honest. I... Turns out I'm terrible at this job. And so he, like, kind of... Remy hears some noises and sees some stuff. He gets hit in the back with some... Uh, heads with some olives. It's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He turns on the lights and it just rats everywhere. And he's like... The fuck? He's like, you brought all your rats here? Like, I thought we were partners. I thought, like, mm -hmm. I was your friend or whatever. Yep. And so, like... Turns out you're not anybody's friend. Yeah. Especially not mine. So the next day um, at opening, Linguini's there and he's trying to inspire the dudes, like the crew. And he's like... It's the day that Anton is coming. Is right. coming. And the crew, he gets this really awkward horrible speech and colette finally just looks at him and goes all right listen anton's just another customer let's cook let's cook let's do this and so then like remy is watching from the window and sees this and is like fuck this kid needs my help right he can't do it this up he can't do this without me but like emil shows up and is like hey listen i found some like i found some good food like you just need to be less picky hey look here's some good food and it's a trap uh-huh and remy gets trapped by chef but yeah, by the original chef who like overheard uh Liguini talk to this rat and he was like, oh, the rat's the chef. Like, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And I was like, the fact that you can be like, that makes so much sense. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Whew. That's a real I feel like that's a real big jump. Indeed. So the the chef st takes Remy away. Meanwhile, Ego shows up and he's like, I want some perspective. He's like, and the waiter's like, the fuck are you talking about? You like, like, we, don't, we don't have any dish called perspective. It's like that one, um, <laughs> that one cafe in LA where you have to be like, I want the I am blessed salad. <laughs> or the, like, have you heard about this? No. <laughs> There's a cafe where like everything is named a mantra and you have to like say the mantra to get the fucking salad or whatever. <laughs> so I don't have a huge list of restaurants I'm not ever going it's to so good. circumstances, but this is one of them. I'm not <laughs> just want a fucking salad. Right, right. Can you I can't, just have a fucking you can't salad? order the fucking salad. You have to be like, I want the I am blessed or I am strong. <laughs> And that's one of their dishes called, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Right, or I'm not an asshole, even though this dish makes me sound like one. Mm-hmm. I am not pretentious. Right, I'm not pretentious. Um, But Ego's wants perspective, and is just an asshole about it. But basically mm -hmm. what it means, I want whatever he dares to serve me, right. is what he ends up saying. Which is, like, that is a gauntlet. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, but he's a food critic. He's like, bring me, bring me your best, you know? Yep. I, I wanna, I wanna critique your best. I don't wanna critique you at whatever half-assed thing that I order. Like, I want you to be like You this. bring your A-game, I'll bring my A-game. Right, and this, this is, this is what we play. Right. Meanwhile, in the back of the chef's car the chef stops for some fucking reason i don't know if he's seeing a lawyer or something yeah on the other side of paris and remy's having a hallucination with gusto in the trunk like he does and he's like this is hopeless there's no way out of these like oh you never know things happen and then 
It turns out Emil and the rest of the crew followed the car. Halfway across Paris? Cars are much faster than rats. Citation needed. No, no, it's, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I think so. I mean, maybe Paris traffic helps a bit. Oh, that's true. Paris traffic is shit, guys. Yeah. I mean, there's that. But they start dropping maybe. grotesques onto the top of mm-hmm. this trunk to try to bust the trunk open so they can get Remy out. So How did they know that Remy was in that car? I don't know. They followed it. In I particular, guess. they can smell. Maybe they can smell Remy so. in a trunk. I mean, owls can can sense uh, mice under like six inches of snow. They can like tell their heartbeat. So maybe, maybe, maybe they do have all these extended so, senses. But they, they, they managed to drop enough of these statues on the top of the trunk to bust the trunk open, bust Remy out of the the cage and Remy's like I gotta go back to Gusto's and help Rem- Linguini like that's right. his first thought and they're thought. like we just your family just saved you and it's not like oh thanks family I need to go be with my family it's like no I need to go befriend this human some more yep so they run back to Gusto's meanwhile at Gusto's everyone's ordering the special Linguini is completely out of his depth like right. he's got no hope here um Remy comes back and Linguini sees him. He's like, all right, guys, I need to come clean. Here's what it is. This is going to sound crazy, but I can't cook. I'm not a cook. I suck at cooking. What's been happening is I have this rat that lives on my head. He yanks my hair, makes me cook. And he's the most amazing cook I've ever seen. This is how it's been for the last few weeks. Like, this is what you've been working with. And I need you to trust me and I need you to trust the rat and I need you to believe what's going on here. And then we can, we can get this We can done. make this place the best. And every one of the cooks and the staff, to their credit, looks at this it's man like, and is like, fuck no. Yes. I have worked with a lot of unstable geniuses in my life. But this is a bridge too this, far. Yeah. This is no thanks. And they'll quit. Um, all of them walk out except Colette, who's the last person out, who looks at him and then just like raises her hand like she's about to smack him across the face and then just gives him this you're not worth it look, hands him her apron and walks out the back door. So he is alone. Yes. And he has to serve a very fancy critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now owns this place. So like, it's also not his failure. Like it is his failure if, uh, yeah, yeah. If uh, this place gets shut down. And he's just like looking at Remy. He's like, the fuck are we going to do now? And as he's figuring this out, the rats show up. The rat clan shows mm-hmm. up. And the dad's just like, listen, we're not cooks, but we're family. Right. And, and we can follow directions. Yeah. Um. So let's do this. And so they start dividing into teams. They disinfect the rats by running them through a Hobart dishwasher. Oh, my God. I was like, those rats would be fucking dead. Right. It's like 600 degrees easy. <laughs> like, no, I mean, there's there's water sitting at the bottom. So, right. I mean, it's like 211 degrees. It's very hot. 211 very, and a half degrees. Very hot. Like, I wouldn't wish going it to is, a Hobart on my worst enemy. Like, very, yeah, very similar to a pizza oven, but with spraying water. Yeah. And so they come out the other side and they're just clean now. So they start cooking. As they're cooking, the health inspector shows up 
and randomly, randomly, I guess like everybody from the last three months just canceled. Well, again, that goes to my theory of like maybe he was like, "This isn't a big I'll get deal." To it when, when I, I get, get to, to it. it, but also yeah. like I'm not going to tell you when I show up. Yeah, and so he shows up, and they like the dad's just the dad rat's just like sick of boys. And they keep cooking. All you see is then him being thrown into the, um... Well, not quite. They go and get him and they, like, overwhelm his car. Meanwhile, Colette comes back and it's like, she walks in and there's all these rats and she's like, oh, the fuck, you were not kidding. Like... Right. You're... Okay. Well, you need my help. So let's... Mm-hmm. Let's get this done. I and am going to have an existential will, crisis later. And then later. we will sort this later. Yeah. Um, and as she's cooking, that's when the extra rats, like, bring the health inspector in, trust like a pig, and throw him in the walk-in, and right. she just he looks has, at Laguini. He has fucking tape over his mouth, and he he is bound. Yeah. With it's, rope. It's a whole thing. And she's just like, in for a penny, in for a pound. Like... I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah, like, she does not have a lot of scruples. Yeah, and so um, the rats organize, the you know, do the kitchen thing. Um, the Gweenie's on roller skates taking orders in a five or a four-star restaurant, I guess. Yes. And whatever, it works. Um, and they're like, well, what are we going to serve Ego? He ordered, he threw down a gauntlet. What are he we ordered serve? whatever we want. And yeah. Remy's like, ratatouille. We're doing fucking ratatouille. And Colette's like, that's a fucking peasant's dish. Like, we can't do ratatouille. Like, we're a five-star restaurant. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. So, they make this ratatouille. It looks great. Mm -hmm. They serve it to Ego. He has a fucking out-of-body experience. Right. He, like, remembers his mother. It, like, pushes him back into, like, a, a simpler time, but also in, like, a very refined palate. Yeah, and so uh, the chef from earlier had also come in, mm-hmm. uh, and nobody noticed, apparently. Right, nobody noticed him. He, like, Greeny, he, again, he dumb as a brick. He flipped his collar up, he pushed his uh, fancy, hat fancy hat down, and was like, I'll have whatever he's having. Right, and so he also gets this ratatouille, and he's like, this is fucking amazing. This is great. And so he, like, busts back into the kitchen, sees all the rats who probably tie him up, gag right. him, and throw him in the lock-in. But then... He, Ego talking to Linguini. He's like, "Listen, I want to talk to the chef." And he was like, "Well, hold on. I'm not the chef. I'm just the waiter for tonight. Uh, but I'll go. I'll go. I'll go ask." And so he talks to Colette, and Colette's like, "Fuck no! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you fucking high? Like, right? Oh, right, you probably are because the right thing. We're gonna we're gonna lose our license or our what whatever they have in France. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. That lets them be a restaurant, like." We're this. We're gonna be a disgrace. Like, no, you can't. You can't let him do that. But he does come out. The ego is like, listen, you can beat the chef, but you got to wait till everybody in the fucking place leaves. He's like, well, sure, just like keep refilling my wine glass. And right, I'll, I'll be here. I'll I can. Wait it out. I can wait it out. And so at the end, like, the greedy's like, listen, this is a rat. He made your dinner. There's a whole kitchen full of rats making dinner. Turns out this is the whole thing. And like the rats actually make dinner and show him how it works. And like they do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I just he had some questions. He asked yes. some questions. But he was very like neutral. Like in a very like, neutral face during yeah. this whole process. He was not horrified. He was not delighted. He was drunk. 
yeah, I think is what like, it was. He had many glasses of wine during that time where he was waiting, and he was just like, ha. Huh. I am not a person who gets more neutral as I drink. I, I get am. I get more extreme. I get more like, everything is amazing or terrible. <laughs> you get more neutral? That is hard to believe. You've seen me. I have seen you be neutral and continue to be neutral. That's true. <laughs> I don't know that you get more neutral. <laughs> Fair, but I mean, I don't get extreme. But he, he just writes it well. He writes a review the next morning that's basically just like, I get what Gusto said. Like, when he said anyone can cook, he didn't mean any single person can cook. But, like, a cook can come from anywhere. And I am surprised by where I found these cooks. But, like, you know what? Fuck it. It makes some good fucking food. They make some good fucking food. And, <laughs> like, Linguini and Colette are back to smooching again. Like, it's a whole thing. Uh-huh. And it's, like... It's a great moment where, like, there's geniuses now cooking again at Gusto's, and then there's a they get shut the fuck down, right? Because they had to let the health inspector out sometime, right? Turns out you and can't they, kidnap and they, an employee, and they ratted on us. I mean, I feel like that's a very yeah. uh, ill placed pun. <laughs> yeah, but like, turns out um, Linguini opens a new place. Okay, okay. I would be super inspecting that place. Right. Right. So if you are the health inspector and when you walked into Gusto's, you were literally fucking kidnapped by rats. A wall of rats. A wall of fucking rats and thrown. Can you imagine how much force rats would need to throw you into a freezer or a, no. or a walk-in fridge? <sighs> so much. There would need to be so many rats. Yeah. Like, and then, like, the proprietor of that place is like, well, I'm just going to open a place called literally fucking Ratatouille with a rat on the sign. Right. Down the street. Down the street. I'd be like, yeah, we're never not inspecting this place. Like, just put it on the weekly rotation. It just became a rat-themed restaurant. You know, like, how some restaurants have, like, fish in in tanks and shit. Or, like, cat cafes (laughs) in Japan. Right. Right. No, not okay. Seems like a rat-themed restaurant. But Ego is there, and he's happy. Like, right. he's enjoying he's it. He's enjoying the delicious food. It's, yeah, it's kind of a weird denouement, but, like, yeah, at the, the same de- time, the I do appreciate... doesn't make any fucking sense. I do appreciate the fact that Gusto's got shut down for rat problems, because, like, there's no way out of that. Like, there's yeah. no way that wasn't happening. So, what did we learn from this movie? I mean, you never really have to choose between family and your passion, Unless, you're, unless you your family rejects your passion, and then you have to choose. <laughs> That's a long way around, but yeah. I, f- I, think I feel so. like it's a very through line in this. Uh... Yeah. People are horrible, except yeah. occasionally Humans they're not. Humans fucking but suck. like, generally they're horrible. Right, don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Uh, food is transcendent? It can be. Yes. I love transcendent food. Mm, I mean, I just like food in general. Like, give me non-transfer, like non. What is the word? Transcendent. Transcendent. Yes, give me uh, non-transcendent food. Are transcendent. I mean, okay. I love food that's like fundamentally terrible. Pizza like rolls. Fried pickles. Oh my gosh, fried pickles! Fried pickles are fucking amazing. They're just 
they're they're great. And so like I like a lot of fatty and salty. Right. I like a lot of food that's like on paper not that exciting. Everything that my hunter gatherer like genetics make me think like more of this, please. Yeah, more like salt and fat and <laughs> like sugar, sugar, all that stuff. That's what right. we're looking for. Like, can we maximize the amount of salt and fat and sugar? Yes, please. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what these olives would be great with? If you shoved them full of cheese, right? Or also like top them with alcohol. <laughs> yes, I want a cheese. Um, you know, cheese stuffed Would olive. Would you like a cheese martini. stuffed olive next time I'm making martinis? Yeah, next time, not tonight. Next We're good. Time. I yeah, think our but... second bottle of wine's treating us well. It has. It has treated us well. Um, I don't think I learned any fucking thing. Uh, Pixar will screw you over Disney as soon as you get all of their marketing rights. They were like, "Fuck you, most unmarketable movie in the world." But last laughs on Disney because, like, they... it's a great movie. And it turns out everything else, like half the other stuff they've made, has been marketable as shit. So, right. I mean, we just they just released an onward. Um, I liked onward RPG, a lot. Like, I liked manual. onward a lot, a lot. You can actually set up an RPG for cute. Yeah, they they released it as a as a world. Mm-hmm. So, I liked onward. It was a good movie. I, I don't know. Re- I don't know that it's super marketable, but like, it was a real good. Movie. I was really surprised that they didn't just like fucking buy Wizards of the Coast, the guys who make Dungeons and Dragons, and just be <laughs> like, a, "You're ours big, now." That's a big. Uh, that's a big ask. Well, like, okay, but so maybe Wizards, not for Disney. So the thing is, like, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast is maybe like a couple hundred million dollars worth of company. Oh yeah, and like Disney's like fucking trillions. Yeah, like, Disney could have totally bought it. Like they could just, it would just be, a or even just make like a a Wizards of the Coast like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sanctified version, or like a like a spinoff. You're like, listen, I'll pay you. What's your number? Just give me a number. What What do we have to pay to license? Right, for two for two million, we're gonna million, license it and make million. a and make a specialty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it'd be I, real cute. Be, yeah, it would be fine. But they did their own thing. But I don't know how well it works. But eh, it might happen. Might be fine. I want it to come up on roll twenty. I'll have to see. That'd be cool. Anyway. Uh yeah, I didn't learn anything else from this movie. It's not really a learning kind of movie. Yeah, it's I learned not. what ratatouille is mostly because I had to look it up after the movie. I mean, it's a it's a dish made with like sliced vegetables, zucchini. Basically. Yeah, a lot of zucchini aubergine. and tomatoes mm. and uh, eggplant. <laughs> yes, it's whole thing. So. Yeah, just sliced up with like some tomato sauce on it. Yep, it's cheese. okay. It I seems think it has cheese. I think so too. Seems interesting. Maybe some other time, but yeah. Anyway, well, I think that's all I got. Same. So, so uh, please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. <laughs>